94.7 Kumu Kokua, because Kumu cares. All right, and we welcome in once again our friendly, wonderful, lovely Dr. Josh Green. Hi, how are you? I'm great. It's uh, another week, another 100,000 shots, and I even just forwarded you something. Um, you know, we're, we're really working hard to make sure we get to younger people, you know, 18 to 34-year-olds and younger on the vaccination. So the Department of Health is doing some studies and they're giving out gift cards, believe it or not, for wow. people who want to participate and get feedback. So you, you can share that if you like, but we're doing okay. You know, the average case counts 80 uh, per day over the last seven days. Hospitalization numbers have been falling. We're just under under 40 now in the hospital, which is good. It's younger people, which, you know, better than older people who had a very high mortality rate. And like I said earlier, over 1.2 million shots have been delivered, which makes me happy because it looks like about 50% of our population, total population, has already initiated vaccines and about close to 40% have completed them. Remember, not everyone's going to get a shot. So Mm -hmm. uh, we're making incredible progress. We're fifth in the country as far as the vaccine rollout goes, which is something that I I think that we should be somewhat proud of. And I just am glad this is beginning – beginning to end. We're starting to see a lot of positive signs that we can get back to normal. I'm sure we'll want to talk about masks and so on today, too. So, <laughs> yeah. You read my mind, <laughs> Lieutenant Governor. Um, so, yeah. Uh, well, I'm let, excited about that. Let's yeah. stay on the vaccine thing for a little bit, because uh, in our news reports, we were talking about this morning that uh, they're doing an extension of the time frame uh, for getting the vaccine. Is that correct? Uh, uh, down at Pier 1, at least. Yeah. Well, Pier 2, excuse me. Yes, that's right. They are. And and we're eventually going to see some of our large pods uh, close up once we don't need them as much. But they are doing that. And they're going to be doing a lot more walk-ins. And they're, you know, they're allowing, for instance, for walk-ins from 11 till 1 every day over at Pier 2. So I think you're going to see that as the trend. Many of our places are doing walk-ins. Many of our sites are doing all that they can to get the younger crowd in who, of course, number one, it feels less. Uh, less of a sense of urgency, and then also we're only available to get it, you know, a couple weeks ago. So the 19th it seems like a long time ago, but it's only 10 days ago that we opened up to under 50 on Oahu. So they're doing that, and there's this additional resource, this this study that they're doing where they're going to give a $125 gift card, which is unbelievable. I think that's cool to you know participate uh, in some of the study, and we'll get there, you know. But keep in mind, there's other challenges. Um, we've got 1.4 million people. I've, I've said on a few occasions we need to get to, you know, between 70 and 85 percent vaccinated status. Right. Mm-hmm. But there are 310,000 um, keiki in our state that are under age 18, 310,000. So that's a lot of people that really, I mean, the 16, 17 year olds can get the Pfizer, but a lot of those children cannot get vaccinated yet. So we really need all the adults to step up if they're willing, if they're not philosophically opposed, get a vaccination so that. Not only are we safe, but so we can get to normal. That's the way we get to normal, which is, you know, being able to, I won't say let our guard down, but really relax a lot and not see outbreaks. Mm. Uh, Once again, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green joining us here. Lieutenant Governor, there is some question about when we're going to go to younger kids. Do you have anything on that? I mean, younger than 16. Like elementary school age. Yes, it, the um, the next approval will come in two to three weeks, it appears, maybe even sooner. It's likely to be ages 11 to 15, also with the Pfizer shot. And it's not clear whether we're going to get extra approvals from Moderna or, for that matter, 
Johnson Johnson, but Pfizer doesn't tend to go down, I believe, to age 11. And they are now speaking with the federal government and they're going to get that approval done. So the good news about that is, is that will mean that there will be an option for families and, and my family will will take take them up on that opportunity for Maya, who's 14, will have an option to get that shot well before school starts again in the fall, which would mean we have very low risk of outbreaks in middle school or high schools. And that's important because we did, of course, want to protect our, our faculty members, our teachers, all of our support staff at the schools, but also teens are very active and they, they can easily spread because they're always clustered in groups, the very social nature of our, mm-hmm. of our teenagers. So they will be able to get vaccinated. And I'm hopeful that, that we do that smoothly. We'll do a lot of school-based vaccination programs so that we can do that for them. And I encourage parents to go through that thought process with their teens and and 11, 12, 13-year-olds right now because you want to be ready. It'll be easier and easier to do these things because there's not as many people that are, you know, trying to compete for a spot on a uh, sign-up. Just remember remember two months ago how hard it was to sign up? Mm -hmm. Now there's sign-ups as predicted. So we now have more than enough vaccine week over week to get anybody who wants it. And that will also uh, eventually include these 11 to 15-year-olds. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. The big elephant in the room is earlier this week, the CDC made the recommendation that uh, if you haven't vaccinated, right, you don't have to wear a mask outdoors. Um, However, uh, the governor has made a different call on this. Can you elaborate a little bit for people? I can. I spoke directly with the director of health today to get that clarification for you specifically. Um, And here's the deal. We are following the CDC guidelines. The expectation is we were actually already out ahead of that guideline. If you are vaccinated, you are able to be outside without a mask on, period, end of sentence, end of story. If you, however, go into a group of people who you just simply do not know whether they're vaccinated and you're going to be less than six feet around them, from them, then it's a good idea, just common sense, to toss the mask back on. That also applies, by the way, I'll be real clear about this, if you're unvaccinated and out exercising, out alone, you do not need to wear a mask. The director of health told me that very specifically today. Those, if you're unvaccinated? If you're unvaccinated and you're just out and about by yourself, exercising, doing whatever you're doing, but not around a group, you do not need to wear a mask when you're outdoors. Director of health shared that with me this morning, just to be very clear. Okay. However, if you are unvaccinated and you're around any other individuals, you really must go and put that mask back on um, if you're in group settings because you will be posing a risk to them or they to you. So we are following the CDC guidance. I'm sure the mayors will also clarify this, but you do not need to um, feel that we have a different policy or plan than the CDC. She reiterated that with me a couple times today, and I really appreciated that. Uh, But the CDC guidelines are even... They're even a little more restrictive, honestly, than the state of Hawaii, because we are a very outdoors culture. Indoors, same rules have always applied. You are at higher risk for spreading COVID if you're indoors. So mask wearing is more important. But outdoors, if you're vaccinated, you don't have a worry. Uh, It is the honor system. We're not running around checking everyone's vaccine cards. We do expect people to, you know, to malama one another, really. That's the obvious term that we have here in Hawaii. So you've got to be caring and respectful, but uh, because much, many of our people more and more each week are being vaccinated, 
you're going to see a lot less mask wearing outdoors, and that's okay. We, we will still be following spreads and clusters and all of that just to be safe, to make sure things aren't getting out of control. Uh, but the vaccination is the most important thing you can do right now, followed by mask wearing if you're around others that you just don't know whether they've been vaccinated. Okay. Uh, I ask only because... We actually got a call from a listener this morning. Mm-hmm. First thing. And he said that he, he, right before you called in, he goes, oh, I was talking to my friend and he told me, if you vaccinated, no anywhere mask. And I went, no, dude, that's not, that's not what they're saying. <laughs> so it's interesting because, I mean, I don't know if there's going to be a campaign or something to try to teach people how this works, but it seems like there's still confusion, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, I think that we'll probably need to clarify, but one of the main clarifying moments is when I'm on your show. And so I'm telling you that I wouldn't get that extra question because I'm like everybody else. You hear a lot of stuff. I'm in more meetings, of course, but you hear nuances about these policies. If you are vaccinated, let me say it one more time. If you're fully vaccinated, which means you've had both of your shots plus two weeks or the Johnson Johnson shot plus two weeks, then you can absolutely be without a mask when you're outdoors. You go into a big group or big gathering, which people really are supposed to kind of still avoid you do that and you don't know whether those people are vaccinated, you'd be doing everyone a service if you toss the mask back on. But being outdoors otherwise is fine uh, without a mask if you're vaccinated. And you have to just be more careful if you're unvaccinated. Okay. I'm looking at Sunway because Sunway was like, oh, I'm confused. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I was confused in the beginning when the CDC actually made the first announcement because... Um, nothing was said here with our local government. So you have to, we have to follow what our local government says. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yeah. yesterday, right, Governor Ige said that we still did have to mask, vaccinated or not. So now, but now I understand it. It's when you're outside, you don't. But when you're inside, you should follow the standard rules. That's right. And when you're outside and you've been fully vaccinated. And you're al- mostly alone, yeah. <laughs> and you're mostly alone, uh, you don't. You do not need to worry about masking up. Uh, it's when you go into these larger gatherings or indoors that you have to, you know, you start to start getting a little bit more um, careful. But I know it took us a long time to get used to wearing masks, and it's <laughs> going to take a little time. Right. I'm off of that. You know, for now, what I'm trying to tell people is, please go get your shot now. Don't wait. If you're, you know, if you've been on the fence, but you've now heard from your friends and family, it's okay, which it is. It's been very safe. Go get vaccinated because the sooner we get vaccinated the sooner we get back to normal. And there's already a lot of you know, pressure to get back to normal with travelers coming back safely and with um, hotels you know, really you know, kind of supercharging their summer and fall. So we want to be safe. We want to make sure that we don't have extra risk for spread. So I want us to get to herd immunity first in the country, which would be terrific to be able to report. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. Now, uh, with regards to the tourism uh, and that picking up to the level that it is picking up. Um, is there anything that you wanted to mention with that in regards to the coronavirus response for the state? Well, you know, our safe travels program remains intact and we're still requiring a pretest no matter what uh, for mainland travel to Hawaii. And that's been now 91% effective in getting people to do the tests and to otherwise have to go to quarantine. So we've kept our numbers really low. We will, on May 11th, have this new process whereby if we're vaccinated, we can travel inter-island without any need for a pretest. People who don't want to be vaccinated can still do it with that pretest, that 72-hour pretest. I think that will likely extend, that program will likely extend for our local residents who got vaccinated here to travel from the mainland sometime shortly thereafter. 
because we can verify it. And I'm working very hard with people like IBM and Clear and Common Pass and all these folks, First Vitals, to be able to, I guess, help us verify travelers from the mainland. Like the, I've been speaking to the program that did the New York uh, initiative. That's that's IBM. They called their program uh, Excelsior, I believe. That's another way that people were able to verify that they were vaccinated, and we'll eventually use that so that travel from the mainland to us, if people are vaccinated, goes smoothly, seamlessly, and doesn't require a test. But these are all processes. You know, it's the coming down off of the global pandemic, and it's going to be very helpful. It will be optional. I know some people out there are reticent to have a, you know, what they're referring to as a vaccine passport. It's really no different than what's been going on for decades for travel to many countries around the world for rare diseases, and also what we do for school, for public school. People get vaccinated and have their vaccine card. This is just so we don't ever have to shut down again, so that we can be safer. And we'll also be fair and leave the other program intact until the COVID pandemic is totally done so that if anyone is on the fence, they can just go get the test and fly in. So all these things are pretty good. And we're going to, you know, we're going to do what we can to, to keep to the same time frame that we've been reporting, because I don't like the uncertainty that sometimes happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, once again, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green joining us here. And we also saw a report that the Department of Health is going to start making house calls for coronavirus vac vaccinations. Is that correct? That's right. Uh, we decided that the state needs to do every bit of outreach that you can. And if you really want to get something done, you sometimes have to dive all the way into that most granular level. So, yes, we will be going into communities. We'll be offering vaccines. And, you know, I hope it's not too much of an imposition on people. Certainly, if you don't want one, just say, no, I, I don't want it. But initiating in that way is is probably necessary because we need to get to a million people immune in our state if we want to feel a sense of full protection mm -hmm. so we're doing that in certain communities especially rural communities where it's been harder for people to get vaccinated we have some mobile medical vans we can use and it's kind of um, an extension of what we did for the nursing homes and the care homes where people had disabilities or you know we're not you know we're not able to get out we're homebound and we we have to again celebrate what uh you know, Curtis Toma and Al Yuzawa and Eddie Mercero and all those guys did for director of health. That really got us to a safe place. But um, these are the benefits. And uh, I think it's going to uh, it's going to help us. You know, there's also some there's been vaccination clinics all over. We went to Kalihi Valley Homes, Palolo Valley Homes, Mayor Wright Homes. Um, we're doing that right now. Actually, we're going to be at the Waianae Protestant Church on May 2nd, this, this coming Sunday. Yesterday was Kohio Park neighborhood. Um, Kamehameha Homes is going to have a vaccine uh, operation at AMP 33, which is in the morning on Tuesday the 4th. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of all hands on deck, and it, we're working with, like, Department of Aging, AARP, our, of course, our Hawaii Medical Reserve Corps, National Guard. All these guys are trying to reach out, plus the pharmacies. So, if, if you can't find a vaccine, I'd be amazed now. We also have We Are Oceano. And so there are ways to get to that the last like quarter of the people that need to get vaccinated. But, you know, some people are just taking their time, and that's okay, too. Mm. Okay. Uh, I, I don't necessarily agree with that one. <laughs> don't get the vaccine. But anyway, that's just me. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, just wanted to 
uh, ask you about uh, some of the stuff that's happening nationwide and, and worldwide. Uh, you know, India, uh, India is just having this gigantic explosion of uh, coronavirus uh, cases and stuff. And they were so good for a while there. What is happening? So, yes, yeah, so they reached a critical mass of infection and it exploded, which is what we saw essentially back in July, August. And so you can see how fast that happens. Mm-hmm. And once large clusters and community spread uh, is unchecked, there's there's very little chance to stop it unless you lock down completely. India is going to see, un, you know, unfortunately, uh, likely a catastrophic outcome. Mm-hmm. They're going to have millions and millions of people uh, contract COVID and hundreds of thousands of people will be at risk of dying if um, we're not well, that, that is what's going to happen, actually. We're, we just passed a, an auspicious number globally. It's 150 million infections confirmed. I believe they're wow. approaching a million a day now in some parts wow. of, of India. That's what the projection is uh, because they, they know that they can't capture everyone with a test. It's going to be a lot of people. So we have international medical responses going out. You can be sure that America is going to contribute a lot of resources to, to try to get more vaccinations into India. But India is a is a, a great challenge on many levels. One, it's rural. I traveled extensively in India back when I was younger. It's actually where I decided to become a physician after seeing the struggles that people have there, to be mm-hmm. frank. That's my personal story experience. But they do a lot of things. First of all, they're a producer of oxygen for oxygen tanks for the world. And that means that uh, not only do we care deeply about them, but we also have to protect their their um, chains of, of service and production mm-hmm. because we need them to take care of their people and the rest of the world on on the oxygen front. They also will definitely continue to be vaccine producers on some level, which is important. Finally, if you have rampant outbreaks in populations that are large, like India or China, you run the risk of having variants and nasty variants because they can combine. And so it's another reason that the global community needs to step up and provide medical mission support. If I'm contacted by anybody, I'm going to also weigh in and try to help personally. So, you know, these are the things that are necessary. It underscores the larger point, which is that we are all connected now. We're connected between Waianae and Honolulu and Big Island and Maui and Kauai and Molokai. We're connected because we can spread it here. And how the response goes across the globe will also affect us because we saw the California variant come here in large numbers. We were worried about the UK variant, which has been pretty, you know, pretty uh, distant from us for the most part. But you can imagine what happens if we get a very dangerous uh, variant from New Delhi or some such place, mm-hmm. yeah. because it will find its way around the globe. So we we want to protect them and we want to protect ourselves in turn. Okay. Right. Um, thank you very much, Lieutenant Governor. Uh, one other thing, you know, what's going on with Japan? <laughs> Yeah, we want to go. And I have not heard a peep out of them. Regard, yeah. I mean, granted, they've shut everything down. But uh, is there any movement on that front? There is. Japan, we expect once they do their full vaccination effort to do it efficiently, probably in eight to 10 weeks. They will, they will plow through it um, very aggressively. But I think my last count was Japan had like 130 million citizens. And that's not a small number. It's mm-hmm. going to take some effort. And they have some rural areas. I have every confidence uh, the Japanese people are extremely organized and health conscious and science based. So that, that is a smart culture. And they're also gearing up for the Olympic Games, right. which yeah. though they're not going to have close from everywhere, they will have gatherings. So 
I, I think that they've got a lot on their plate. And once again, the United States is going to be supportive of Japan. Okay. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green joining us. Um, how has the coordination between the, uh, the state office and the counties been going? Uh, any new things you want to report about that? Oh, good. Everyone loves each other nowadays. <laughs> so I think overall, it's, it's good. You know, it, each county has a slightly different experience. Um, the counts have been now super low per capita on the Big Island, right? Mm-hmm. I think only one case on uh, the 28th on Big Island and very few of late. So they are, they're coming through their cycle at a low, low, low nadir of disease. Whereas Kauai went up a little bit, uh, but the conversations are more than cordial and civil. They're really productive and, and I appreciate the mayors immensely. Uh, remember mayors are even closer to the ground than, than the governor or I can be in their communities. So they hear the nuances of, of small pockets of their communities, of their local store owners even more so we have to respect the mayors a little extra in that way. Uh, I still, in general, like the idea of having a kind of a one-state approach because there's just so much work to do. It's, it's a little difficult if you have too much variation. But uh, we're, we're mindful of their needs and we're respectful of whatever they, they recommend, provided that it, it kind of keeps us all moving in the same direction. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, Sir, I know uh, you do your own video uh, sort of updates every day, which we appreciate because yep. there's graphics that you do. But uh, is there any other way that you want to uh, give to people that they can get caught up kind of on everything that's going on COVID-wise? I mean, besides obviously listening to us, besides watching your videos, is there anything that you recommend to them as well? Yeah, there are a couple things. Well, first of all, if, if it suits people, definitely join our social media universe. It's, it's simple. It's at LTGov Josh Green, at LTGov Josh Green. And we will give them a little update, 30 seconds or a minute at the most to not, not torture people with the details. But then also, the, I'll tell you the things I do. I go to the website, which is the Johns Hopkins website every day, um, sometime around 3.30 in the morning. It's um, coronavirus.jhu.edu coronavirus.jhu.edu and you get the you can get a good overview of what's going on regionally and locally because they they include all of our data real fast and it also will give you updates on some of the some of the things about variants and and larger international questions Um, but if you want the local picture in real time probably most likely to get it from me because the department of health and those directors and everything they have their hands full you know, managing a lot of other things. And I'm able to dig into some of the, the really granular information here locally. But the other website is hawaiicovid19.com. That's the Department of Health website. They've got lots of good data there. They have all the travel information and the travel data. And then also when there's updated rules about this or that, you can get them. Now, a lot of people do text me on my cell phone. I just had someone texting me, can I use the vaccine cards that I have to travel back from the mainland on May 11th? The answer is no, you can't yet. That's just for inner island or inner county travel to use that, but it will come next. And I, I do tend to, if people like to go to the social media, they tend to give a little teaser or a little surprise, maybe sometimes a day or two early, uh, just to get people um, that information. I like to do that because I think people like to know what's going on in their backyard. But these other state and national websites 
if you look at those things in ours, you're going to pretty much know what's going on in the globe with COVID. Okay, good. That's that's nice to know. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, we got a question off of our Facebook page from Tina Johnson. Uh, she, speaking specifically to the traveling thing, uh, if they're going neighbor island after May 11th, if they have a vaccine, if they've been vaccinated, uh, do children under 16 need a COVID test to travel? Uh, if the children have... Remember, children can get vaccinated if they get the Pfizer, age 16, uh, 16, 17, 18. They, they can get the Pfizer shot, uh, and I recommend it. Our 14-year-old, once they make that available, we will too. But, yes, if, if our children, because they can't get vaccinated yet, have not been uh, for, the, for the pre-travel, they will have to get the test. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, I think that is okay. I'm looking forward to a time where we begin to relax that that set of restrictions also. Uh, but we're going to soon have the option for 11-year-olds and up, as we talked about earlier in the show. And, uh, you know, I know it's bugging people. It bugs me and Jamie, too. <laughs> we're going to do a family trip at some point, and we're already aware that uh, though we may very well, by the time we do our trip, be able to use the vaccine to get ourselves back into the state of Hawaii without a test, our kids are probably going to need to get uh, a quick swab. Mm. But... For the good of all, we're willing to do it because we really don't want to see any resurgence of COVID, and um, that's that's important to me. Well, is it a is it a media thing that's been happening? Because all of a sudden, I'm seeing all these stories about kids getting COVID mm-hmm. uh, it, under under possible. sixteen. Yeah. So you know, I mean, young. It's been odd. Uh, they all of a sudden are starting to pop up more. So it's hard to say. You know, I think that those cases are so emotionally. Uh, traumatic for us to see when we we heard that story of the young one who died yeah, yeah. and he break heart and so I think that when those stories occur they do get a lot of attention and coverage I don't think children have been the main problem though I think in general it's been really low case rates so we're you know we're probably just seeing something very natural with press coverage also the stories are dying down we're seeing fewer cases in hospitals we're seeing fewer cases overall in Hawaii mm-hmm. Um, I, I said earlier in the pandemic that if this virus had profoundly affected our keiki, let's say that it had been as lethal for children as, as it was for kupuna, the whole world would have shut down completely. You would have not had any discussion at all mm. about right. whether or not it's okay to d- require tests or, or demand travel restrictions. Every parent in the, in the country and across the globe would have said, shut it down. So it's, it, that's a, a different way to answer your question, but, that's why you can imagine there'd be so much attention on stories that involve children because they, they move us emotionally and they're more impactful as to how we make our decisions. Okay. Thank you. Well, soon. Yeah. Fitting. Yeah. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green, uh, to close up, uh, Lieutenant Governor, can we get into the mask mandate thing again? Just one more just time. One more time. Yeah, we'll, we'll, let, For me. Let's, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's go over it one more time just as, as a closer, if that's okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so if you're vaccinated, fully vaccinated, which means you get both your shots plus two weeks for Moderna or Pfizer or the Johnson Johnson shot plus two weeks, so it's just one shot, you do not need to wear a mask if you're outdoors. You do not need to wear a mask if you're outdoors. If you happen to go to a gathering which has got a lot of people who you don't know whether or not they're vaccinated, toss one on just for sensible behavior. But you do not need to wear a mask outdoors for the CDC, for the state of Hawaii, if you're fully vaccinated. If you are unvaccinated and you want to go outdoors and exercise, you also do not need to wear a mask. 
But the director of health did share with me, when you get within six feet of other people, toss a mask on because you just don't know whether or not you're an asymptomatic carrier or they may be, and you don't want to have transmission. So you have the obvious common sense latitude. If you're fully vaccinated, the CDC has given us the guidance and we're following it. The mask wearing outdoors, if you're fully vaccinated, is not necessary. And I just leave it at that. And we're not going to be bugging you about it. But please still demonstrate common sense because, you know, there are still some low probabilities that you could catch COVID even if you're vaccinated and low probabilities that, um, you know, you just run into someone who's quite sick. So it's good in every way to be vaccinated because it not only decreases your chance of catching or spreading COVID, but also decreases the severity of illness if you do get sick. But mask wearing will be less important outdoors if you're vaccinated. Okay. Okay. And as, as three people who have been vaccinated talking to each other on the phone, it'll be nice to run into you on the street and go, hey, how's it? And shake your hand yeah. for a change. I hope to, I hope to see you outdoors. <laughs> and, you know, we'll get our Starbucks with masks on and then walk outside, take off the mask and go, hey, how's it? That makes it really clear. Outdoors is okay. Yes, outdoors is okay. All right. right. Thank you so much, Lieutenant Governor. We really appreciate it. You bet. Have a great weekend. All right. Outdoors.